The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. How about this rumor that you are really hired, Mr. Stark? And welcome to another exciting episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles. Yes! We almost had everything planned. I know, I right? Like, oh, yeah. The guy that does the sound effects isn't here. Which hopefully he'll be around in it shortly, but you know. Yep. Anyway. We are the Clip Nation's Comic Book Chronicles. I'm your host, Tim Deal Double G. Woo! Actually, I probably I have the sound effects. I could have just yeah. <laughs> opened the folder for it. Yeah. Or I could just not do the pauses like I'm expecting the music. <laughs> Reflex. You know, put it in post, but that's not going to happen. So. Nope. And joining me tonight is at Roddy Cat on Twitter. Thanks for being well, here, my man. Not a problem. Not a problem. Good to be here as always. That's right. And make sure to go to our website, theclicknation.com, where you can find previous episodes of the Comic Book Chronicles and Comic Book News. On the homepage, we have links to our social media accounts. We're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Google Plus. Make sure to subscribe subscribe to the podcast by going to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Uh, YouTube.com and TuneIn Radio. And speaking of podcasts, remember we are a part of the Code Slither Podcast Network. Go to CSPN.us, do it today, and make sure to buy some Comic Book Chronicles merchandise while you're on the website. Remember, we record live every Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Go to theclicknation.com forward slash live to always watch. And if you're talking comic books on social media, use the hashtags Comic Book Chronicles and CBCon to join in the conversation. Yeah. So to kick off our Comic Book Chronicles episode tonight, we're going to talk about Batman number 36, I believe it is. That is correct. Yes. So Batman is an engaged man right now as he is engaged to Catwoman. Yep. And word is starting to get out, most notably to the Man of Steel Superman. Who's feeling some kind of way about not being told (laughs) by... So it's a kind of a back and forth story of... Superman and Lois talking about uh, Batman's new relationship and then Batman and Catwoman talking about whether he should tell Clark. Right. They're basically like the whole issue is basically them having the same conversation about each other and then winding up in the same spot as they're both, I guess, like researching uh, a case. Right. Or they yeah, they seemingly were, were researching two different cases that ended up um coinciding. In the coinciding, yeah. So which ended in a hilarious uh kind of like three pa- three panel or two panel uh scene. Yeah. 
you know. I, I enjoyed that. That was a um I had have not been reading Batman unlike some some of the other guys on the show. And like and I saw and the only reason why I ended up reading this was because I got spoiled on the last the next to last page. What was the second to last page? When they meet when they met up oh, in the elevator. In the yeah, that was yeah. funny. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll check this out. So, and it doesn't doesn't seem to draw on much else that you needed to have. So it's like, okay, I give it a go. No, you didn't really have to know anything else. That's uh, a nice Clayman art and Tom King. You can tell he's having some fun with this new relationship and new dynamic with uh, Batman and Catwoman. Mm-hmm. So. In my notes, I said, I'm loving what King is doing with Batman, Catwoman, and now the greater DC universe as they react to Batman's proposal. Yeah, especially his supposed his supposed best friend. And which, uh, I, which there was a good um, there was a good bit of the conversation about uh, that while they were. And I like how they were just seemingly going through their quote unquote normal days for, you know, as as superhero goes anyway. And they're talking about this and then Selena's like. You know, you need to tell them, and and always on those eyes, you need to tell them. But Selena's like, um, like you need to tell him he's your best friend. I thought he was your best friend, and Bruce is like, nah, Gordon is, no, Alfred is, and it's just no, dude. And I hadn't thought of this, or I haven't had thought this far ahead in the storyline, but it makes perfect sense that Batman's probably going to ask him to be his best man. You would think, yeah, like this is might be where this is leading to mm-hmm. have you seen the have you seen the panel or the page of like their double date for the next issue I oh yeah that was the last uh yeah that was the last panel yeah. i was like okay that was neat i was like <laughs> the one with them in their uh out of their superhero clothes and then oh, their, no. yeah, that, yeah it's, it's a it's a panel for our net the next issue it's like the four of them going out to dinner or something like right. batman like they they all like dressed up in nice suits and dresses and stuff. Oh, okay. I think I even tweeted about it. I was like, Lois and Catwoman giving a fierce look. <laughs> but yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like it ended up being a, a, a pretty great issue. And surprise, surprise for me, a, a potential click of the week because of it. Especially like that once it gets down to that, that last uh, page when they just met. You know, which I won't totally spoil. Not, well, because it kind of, the page is already kind of out there, but it's just like they meet, and it's just like, oh, what's up? Just yeah. Like, hey, I'm Lo- I'm. Hey, I'm Catwoman. Yeah, you're Lois, right? Mm-hmm. And Catwoman apparently already knows who Superman is because she's smart like that. And Lois, and even Lois know it. So okay, that was the other part of this that was kind of funny because yeah, Lois brought up the fact that that. She knows it because she did some digging on Selena, and sure enough, you know Selena did know because because of everything Lois said. But the funny part about that was Lois had mentioned something about um telling Clark like yeah, especially the the particular way you like to hide your secret identity. Oh yeah, you just put glasses on. Yeah, which was kind of funny because I was like, okay, she spent now I don't know about this version of Lois, but like she spent years not knowing who he yeah. was. Before he told her, before she, you know, before he told her, so I'm like, it's like you kind of, you know, Get all kinda, that. you would say something like that because you only know because he told you. 
I mean, unless, like I said, that version may have found out, and I don't remember because, like, I know they that version has come from another another multiverse or whatever. But I assume it, it plays out about the same. Yep. So, and shout out to William Bruce West who tweeted at us that he that. at some point he hopes to join us back whenever he's caught up on comments in the year twenty twenty three. You'll be welcome with open arms. Indeed. Indeed. Man, can you picture us doing this then? <laughs> at some point, I assume the show will have evolved in some other format at that point. I would like to believe so. Would It'll be like, uh, at that point, the technology will be uh, holograms where we're all like sitting around a, ho- a table. Like you said, a table, but then like everyone else's hologram is sitting there with you. Like the Jedi console or something. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought about the Jedi. How they do it. Or yeah, you see that we're gonna be in VR. That's yeah, that's gonna be weird. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Where do you want to jump to next? Hmm. Well, let's uh, let's see. I can talk about the next. I guess sort of semi big book. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Venom crossover, Venom Inc. Alpha number one. Yeah, what's up with that? Um, I in my notes I said I was surprised I didn't like this as much as I thought I would. It felt abrupt to take Spider-Man out of uh, the personal stories that were taking place in his ongoing series to deal with him being that dealt with him being broke and getting back on his feet to now crossing over with Venom feels a little forced. But Ryan Stegman's back doing a Spider-Man book, so that was kind of nice to see. Nice. I think he actually does the second part in Amazing Spider-Man. That comes out next week. But anyway, so it deals with... This is still about about the the Venomverse stuff, right? Or this is something... This is after that. Okay. Yeah, I'm not even sure what Venomverse was. Mm. I'm still, like, reading that, by the way. Like, every so (laughs) often, like, I'll do... Uh, an issue of it. Gotcha. Because I liked art in it. It was kind of nice. But yeah, this is totally different. At least I think it is. This deals with, so, Eddie Brock has the Venom symbiote. Uh, Flash Thompson doesn't. Uh, Someone's going around stealing symbiotes and um, so, I guess I haven't been reading Venom either, so uh, Eddie and he- Eddie Brock's been working with Alchemists doing like sort of dirty jobs for them and in return he gets this like serum that kind of helps keep the Venom symbiote in control so he has to like go get his fits every so often so he goes to do so one night he goes to do it and Flash uh, gets there at the same time and then Spider-Man also gets there at the same time but this uh, scientist at Alchemist has like developed this uh, formula that I think like like wipes out a symbiote, if I remember correctly, or so- something along those lines. I'm misremembering some of the key details, but either way, uh, the vat gets uh, knocked over by. And when I say vat, I mean like one of those big, huge like this is what the Joker fell in that created the Joker right. type deal. It get, uh, Spider-Man right. knocks it over to try to eliminate the symbiote it falls on the symbiote 
but it ends up turning it into anti-venom. I guess like the character anti-venom. Right. And it bonds back with Flash Thompson. So now Flash looks like Agent Venom, except he's Agent Anti-Venom. So he's like all white. What was black was white and what was black is well, white right. is now black. Right. That's kind of where it leads off. For a minute, I thought you were going to say, nah, you just split him into like gremlins to just split him into a whole bunch of different. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny to see. <laughs> but I was enjoying like the stuff going on in Amazing Spider-Man with him uh, teaming up with Mockingbird and trying to get back on his feet. But I guess that story kind of not ended, but he's got he's the new science editor at the Daily Bugle. So he's got like an actual staff job instead of just being freelance photographer. Right. I thought, hey, it's, there's going to be a Venom movie that comes out next year or 2019, whenever that Tom Hardy thing is released. Mm-hmm. We got to do stuff with Venom. So they've been doing more Venom related things. And then like sometime in the new year, Venom crosses over with uh, X-Men Blue for some strange reason. Hmm. Okay. That's, yeah. yeah. Okay. So. The 90s all over again. Really is. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I'm say that. I guess in more ways than one, it, it, as much stuff is coming back or has come back at this point. So, ooh. yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Venom as a character has never been, he's been a great foil for Spidey. But once they did like the, you know, broke him out in the Flash Thompson stuff and made Agent Venom and all that kind of stuff, I was like, okay, I sure. And they try to redeem him, which I guess they did with that one time in um, Guardians. But I don't know. Yeah. That seems still so seems Venom's been back to being the big mouth, muscular, tongue wagon Venom instead of the Space Knight or military agent Venom. Sure. But characters go through different evolutions and changes. So got to keep them fresh. Sure. That is true. That is true. That's, but that's one character. I was like, okay, sure. It, there's been so much back and forth, and then, like, hey, here's Carnage, and then here's Anti Venom, and you know, all these other, all these other spinoffs. It was like, all right, enough is enough, right? So, so cool. Your turn to pick a book. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do. Um, you know, uh, Spirits of Vengeance. I could probably have saved that one, but um, Spirits of Vengeance number three. Um, I can't remember. I feel like this was probably already set to be a miniseries, but this is like the first time I've actually seen it on the cover. As that, it was definitely a miniseries. Yeah, I, and I wasn't sure. I, well. I guess I was kind of sure about that, but you know, like I said, just seeing it on the cover is like, well, that's they, that's something they haven't been doing lately. And the only reason why I bring that up is because it, it kind of, it definitely seemed like it, regardless. But um, it's moving regardless. So what we have here is that the um, the crew is basically this is like the the top of the hill, I guess you could say, um, because I think it's only six. Is it five or six issues? I can't remember. Either way, um, so the team's out there looking for information on what's going on. But in the cause, in in the the midst of them doing that, because they were holding one of the last pieces uh, of silver, 
that was needed to build a super weapon that was going to change the tide of the war between uh, angels and demons, which at the and we were coming up to the point of some kind of covenant or truth or, or uh, summit. I guess they were supposed to be that they have every millennia or something like that. But but uh, due to the ends, the the events of this book, that piece of silver has been. Um, put back in the, the, the evil's hands and um, the, the, the team gains a, a little bit more knowledge than they've had prior, but you know, this weapon gets made and uh, going forward, we are going to see what's uh, what's going to happen with it. And uh, the, the cover is not necessarily, well, it's slightly misleading because it's not like there is a fight that does happen. But it's kind of a brief fight, and it's like it's almost like those movies. It's like, hey, we got this thing that that, that the bad guys want, and there's a scuffle, and then, and then the bad guys finally get it back, leaving the the heroes to be like, well, what's you know, what's the deal here? Which they're like I said, finding out. Did, did they become a team yet? Uh, not really. I say like, that's someone that's been enjoying the series as well. I just haven't think it to it this week for the show yeah, they're, just, they're just basically still kind of loosely connected to each other like um like they've all been in the same place so far briefly once and that was like like at, at a panel last um last issue but now they've got kind of like broken up into in the and uh not necessarily a couple of teams but you know a couple of groups like uh, i think blade and zatanna went to go look for some uh information in this uh, decidedly Moss Eisley type situ- uh, situation. In fact, there was even a reference to that <laughs> yeah, during the course of the book. So I was like, okay. So they go there doing that. And then Hellstrom and, and uh, Johnny Blaze is talking to this one dude who was, you know, scared for his life and trying to give up information at the same time about what's, what's the deal. And they get attacked. So like I said, they have, there's, it's only been a loose, you know, team, team, uh, team thing going on. And I don't think, I don't know the way it's going is it doesn't seem like they're ever going to like come together as a team. I mean, they probably will, uh, you know, with, within the next couple of issues, because obviously there's, you know, there's some, there's some stuff going down that's going to necessitate them, uh, being together, but having that whole team dynamic doesn't seem to be with them. Which is kind of a shame because this is an oddball group to get together. They seem like they would, um, it'd be a, an interesting team for an ongoing in this realm of the uh, the Marvel Universe, you know? As I said, I think when we talked about the first uh, issue, this would definitely make a good, like, Blade movie. Yeah. If the pieces were all together, because, like, the, um, the plot seems just, just right for it. So, but who knows where where that? Uh, well, we know Marvel. I think we do know that Marvel does have the rights to Blade, so it's not like they couldn't do something with it. Whether they will or not, but overall, that like I said, this was all right. This was actually an all right issue. Um, it it flowed pretty decently, but there was, I guess, as you guys would say, there wasn't that much that happened. Like I said, you get you got a pretty much you got a pretty good info dump on some background stuff. Um 
a little small fight, and then we just kind of got to the top of the hill. It was like, all right, here we are now, and now, now the bad guys has his weapon. You know, where do we go from here? Okay. Yeah. And I did find the covers for the DC oh. stuff. Nice. They're just like named differently. Mm, gotcha. 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 Sweet. So it's my turn now, right? Yep. What you got? Uh, go back to mine. Let's do. Let's jump. Uh, what did we just do? Okay, let's jump to. Vengeance. Just do Justice League number 34. So this is the beginning of Priest and Chris, Christopher Priest and Dave, uh, Pete Woods run on the title. Oh, really? Yes. You might want to check that out. It's a good, jump, good jumping on point. So I did not know that. Okay. As I try to find the cover here with these different labeled Holy shit, they gave Priest Justice League? Finally? Yeah, how'd you miss that news? I don't know. I, I don't know if we ever actually even talked about that. Yeah, I'm sure it made the news. Probably, and I just did, I just missed it. I'm just know. hoping it's not like a little short like run. I need them to do yeah. this nice art. I believe that he wouldn't have done it if, if, they, if he knew that was going to be the case. So he's, he's taking like a different approach with it. Where it's not, you know, earth shattering. Uh, right, it's not apocalyptic. Yeah, it's not apocalyptic type deal, but it's more mm-hmm. personal. So there's these three different sort of events taking place. Uh, nuns being held hostage by some jihad- jihadists. Mm. Uh, there's a earthquake. That's threatening uh, coast of Corona del Mar, and a big alien fleet of ships heading towards Earth. And I must say, I like the, the first couple pages, or actually, it's like the first page starts off with a person praying on a alien planet, and speaking of what I'm assuming is Arabic, and it turns out it's actually Simon Baez. Just like out the gate, bam, Muslim guy praying. And you can't tell it's him at first because he's all he's he's uh got his whole body covered in like uh, just regular clothing. Okay. But then he like uh, alien runs out of the spaceship after it gets like some readings of the big alien ships coming, and he runs out and like starts yelling for Simon to you know tell him something's up. But then so then we catch up with Bruce Wayne, and as the page lets us know, it's day three of. Uh, him looking like he's burnt out. So it's probably been like three days straight of him being Batman, fighting crime and stuff, and not getting any rest. Alfred tries to get him to take a break, but of course the alarm goes off. Justice League alarm goes off, so he teleports to the Watchtower where he gets the uh, rundown from Cyborg, and he. Uh, I'm right. I'm going to write something about this, but I had joked that I didn't know Batman was a sport, a fan of sports analogies. Because like once he gets on the Justice League, the uh, Watchtower, he asks Cyborg to pass him the ball. Basically, like you know, give me okay, give me the rundown. What's going on? Right. So so Batman's in charge of like assigning what Justice Leaguers go to which uh, crisis. 
He's Martian Manhunter. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But since he's been working nonstop for three days, he's a little, he uh, ends up making a mistake because he doesn't, he, he, uh, himself, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman go to take care of the nuns being held hostage. But come to find out, uh, he should have sent Aquaman to the, I think it's Corona del Mar for the earthquake because it's a coast, it's on the coast. And it's it, like Batman is like mad at Cyborg for not telling them that uh, the earthquake was going to cause a tsunami. And like Cyborg's like, dude, it's in the name. Corona del Mar means like something by the sea. I forget what it says. Right. And Batman being the worst greatest detective probably should have known that. Yeah. So he's like mad at himself also about that. And then also during the process, during while that's taking place, because uh, actually Cyborg is the one that actually ends up pulling Aquaman to there. So like at first Batman's like mad at and questioning what Cyborg's doing, and he's like. He explains it to him, and then Batman's like, yeah, of course, I should have known that. And then what? something else bad happens. Uh, since they have the, what at least they believe they have the, the, um, crap, what's, I'm blanking on the word, terrorist, the terrorist under control, uh, Batman starts to tell the FBI not to go in to uh, try to take the terrorists out that you know just Lee's got it under control but while he's trying to tell them that is when aquaman is taken away and then he's like arguing with cyborg so he never actually checks back in with the fbi to let them know and they go in with like flash grenades to take out you know stun the terrorists the flash grenade ends up like blowing a canister of oxygen for one of the older nurses which causes a you know confusion and during during that, uh, one of the terrorists ends up stabbing one of the nurses, one of the nuns, with the sword through the chest and kills her. So like Batman's like blames himself for that. And then the issue ends with uh, Superman at Wayne Manor on day four. We catch up with Bruce again on the stairs, just like we caught him at the beginning of the issue, like exhausted, and like Superman talking to him saying, you know, it's okay to pass the ball sometimes. You know, we can take on some of this responsibility and Batman's like, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully things get better or whatnot, but it looks like it's going to continue because like it ends and then it says like, you know, next issue breaking, breaking of the bat or something like it's called. So priest taking more personal touch to justice league or personal stories. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, and from from what you're saying, and now now your um your note about it makes more sense, and it definitely does. Not to not to saying this is in a sense a way to try to pigeonhole his writing style, but yeah, this, this definitely sounds like a um a priest book where it kind of kind of gets in there, gets a little personal. Yeah, you know, and, and throw some you know put this, some real world aesthetics in there a little. Mm-hmm flavored a little bit so um i was about to say because everything everything was like hmm that's kind of interesting and then when you threw in the outer space stuff it was like there you go i was wondering where you know oh and i never told you how that resolved itself so that so that was the third threat and come mm-hmm. to find out it was just some alien tourists that took a wrong turn and got lost 
in Albuquerque, as Simon uh, explained it. Sure, the Looney Tunes passed, uh, passed by and went on their way. Huh. Although you gotta have to wonder, is there something? There's got to be something else. Yeah. For, yeah. Like they send things up. What? Where are? What are they sending up? Is the question. Right. I'm about to read this. I didn't know Priest was writing Justice League. That was, that was. I know he's writing Destro, which I haven't. I haven't. Uh, which also came out this week, which I haven't. Yeah, I'm behind on that. I've like kind of read an issue here and there. I'm like same. probably like ten issues behind. Yeah, same. I need to grab my laptop because I forgot to. I mean, my charger for my laptop. Okay, well, while you do that. I can start out on a book. All right. Uh, let's see. And that book will be. Well, I guess we'll, we'll go into the other DC book that I have, which would be Black Lightning, Cold Dead Hands. Um, actually, and speaking of real world uh, sentiments going on. Oh, excuse me. So we what we have is um, Jefferson after being framed for um, after Jefferson's been in the last issue was framed for um, killing some, some, um, some like thugs with some new high tech weapons that there that's been going around now, which he did not do, but he got framed for it by, um, by Tobias whale, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's still him trying to keep a low profile, but at the same time, still being black lightning, uh, which by the way, Tim, I'm doing uh, black lightning, cold dead hands. Um. Uh, so he's still still being a hero while he's trying to keep kind of keep a little profile. But you know, as things tend to happen, he's going out there trying to be a hero, and the cops come up and, and they're trying to arrest him. Uh, you know, as opposed to the people that he's trying to, um, you know, that he's trying to because he's basically ended trying to stop a, a robbery of this store. Um, with some, like I said, with some, with some people who have these um, high tech guns, like better high tech guns than the ones that he first encountered last issue, and um, the cops are after him, and even the store owner, you know, tried to take a shot at him, and Black Nose was like, "Like I'm trying to help you," but he wrapped that up and then gets out of there. Luckily, kind um, and then goes back to uh, his uh, day job, you know, but as he does that. Then his, um, I guess this is his cousin. I, 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 again, I don't know that much about Lightning more than being on the Super Friends, but um, his little cousin Anissa, who's in school, at the, who's at school that he's uh, teaching at, tells him about some some things that's going to go down, uh, and by the football field to kind of you know let her know because obviously she knows that he's Black Lightning. So he goes to kind of take care of that, but he realizes on his way to do that, it's like, well, if I do, if I do anything as Black Lightning, then you know, some people are just gonna come come to the school and re- basically games are going to retaliate at, from the school, and he doesn't want that to happen. It sounds like he alluded to that it happened him before, so he kind of um, takes out his phone, calls the police, who just so happened to be close by. And they take care of it, um, you know. But uh, on the other side of it is like they're trying to get to the bottom of who's behind these weapons that's uh, been hitting the streets. 
um, and the name Tobias Well finally comes up uh, with with the police. So they know that, and I think he knows, and, and I think he knows that now because he was told by that. So, um, and uh, it weirdly, I don't know. Again, I don't know that much about Black Lightning, but I figured this was a, a person that he's dealt with before, but it didn't seem like he knew this person or he, he didn't knew of him. Or at least he, he didn't react to, as if he knew of uh, of Tobias Wells, which was kind of strange to me. Or maybe he was just like, well, okay, typical or something like that. I don't know. But regardless, you know, the rest of the issues is like, is, um, you know, him still trying to do his thing while um while while being chased by the police and even come to find out that he could have been hit the, the the charges against him could have been let up but apparently the police um kind of buried the fact to where to where uh was well, basically what happened so the feds came in to get the to get the the guns that were uh taken by the police there was a police report made that could have uh, exonerated black lightning, but apparently that was mysteriously left out the part of the, where it exonerates him. So that opens up the whole mystery, uh, even further. So, um, so we have that and, uh, we don't, we don't, we don't, um, get any further than, like I said, he's just kind of deal with what's going on. There's no big confrontation between him and, Tobias just yet because obviously it's on the issue too so I'm sure there's there's going to be some more um, there's going to be a bigger thing at play coming up within the next issue or two but overall like I said this book is still pretty decent um, I've been enjoying it like it's not like um, at this point I would still be curious about how an ongoing going but would, would go but at the same time like we know they're kind of doing this because to kind of get his name back out there for the the upcoming TV show, which hopefully in turn will possibly open things up to another um, to a, another to a to an ongoing series. We don't know that though, and I don't. I know he has had a couple in the past, but I don't think. Um, I'm trying to remember. Did he have a series in New Fifty Two? I don't remember. No. Okay, I don't think so. Put it that way. Yeah, that's that sounds like that's probably the case. So, which means that the the last and I know I should probably know this because I've been trying to collect those any any of the ones that's been going on sale. Um, so it's been a while since he's had a series, you know, for one reason or another. Which I guess you know who knows, you know, whatever other reason. But hopefully, this will, like I said, open up um, open up the door to another one especially given that the TV series coming up. I suspect though, how, how they tend to do sometimes like the Arrowverse has, Arrow has a show for the, the TV verse. So if they're going, are going to do another and they feel, you know, feel so inclined to do one for black lightning, it'll probably be one in that universe and not necessarily in the, the proper, mm-hmm. you know, which we don't know. This is all speculation at this point. We don't, we don't know anything and do would think we would have heard, Something about not considering that show is coming relatively soon. But yeah, yeah if you are a fan of Black Lightning, just check this book out. It's, it's, it's all right. It's all right. 
the, the artist pretty good. Um, I don't know this artist. No, Tony he came from, uh, he's been with Valiant for the last couple of years. I got it. Okay. Which is explain why I wouldn't know him then. <laughs> <laughs> Having not read that many uh, Valiant books. I don't think any of us has. I here and there, but nothing recently. Right. So, which I said at one point I was going to, one of these years, I'll probably try to check one out, but that's neither here nor there at this point. Yeah. So, so what you got for us? Oh, it's my turn. Let me. Uh... Oh, Doctor Strange 382. Oh, yes. Yes. This was a, a good one. <laughs> okay. As far as like returns and surprises and last page reveals. Mm. Yeah, I will definitely have to uh, read this. This will probably be the next book after I finish the one I'm reading now, anyway. Oops. So... I got to read Revengers, too, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read that, too. So... It's hard to read this with my notes. Let me pull it up on my phone. Mm. But... Loki is still the source of Supreme. Uh, the issue begins with Doctor Strange saying, like, He's climbing this mountain to find a, a person that he doesn't want to uh, reach out to, but he's kind of has no choice because. <coughs> oh, yeah, we find out that Loki is looking for some spell that basically is like a. Uh, I was going to call it get out of jail free type spell, but that's not the correct description for it. Uh, it's like this the greatest weapon spell ever. It's basically where I guess if a person recites a spell, they get like all the magical power in the world is transferred to that person. And Doctor Strange is aware Doctor Strange acts like it's uh, just a myth, but he knows it's actually true because he knows what the spell is, but it's knowing that it's too powerful for one person to wield, he trapped like the process of summoning it in the people he loves or cares for because then he wouldn't be um, tempted to use it and apparently he uh, since he's been close to his assistant Zelma lately at least during Jason Aaron's run apparently he transferred the spell to her she doesn't know it yet and then Loki and her are getting close, so now he's afraid that Loki will sense the the spell in her and have access to it. So he wants to make that not happen. Oh, and a uh, little funny moment. So Doctor Strange is not a doc; he's not the Social Supreme anymore, but he is a doctor. So he's working at an animal clinic as a doctor because he never renewed his practicing license so he can't be a regular doctor so he works on animals instead and he sent uh, one of his furry friends to do some spying on loki for him and the dog like waltz through like a doggy door to give dr strange the the goods and he's talking you know it's a talking dog so he just like waltz in through the door but dr strange is given is meeting a couple about their cat 
so like they're like sitting there like open mouth as this dog like comes in walk, talking and he's like oh whoops sorry are you in the middle of a thing <laughs> that uh, stranger's like kind of you know yeah, yeah uh, i kind of am right now he's like oh sorry i'll come back later and like walks back out and like the couple the married couple's like sitting there like with their eyes open, you know bug-eyed and mouths open and strange tries to go back to just like talking about their kitten their cat like nothing just happened and like the the husband is like are we not going to talk about the talking dog just now <laughs> so like strange tries you know goes through his like uh his origin of how he got injured his hands and he lost his uh practicing license yada 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 so now he's working with animals they're basically like humans except a little different and he's like, that's the gist of it. And then, like the page, you turn the page, and like he goes back to meet with the dog in a, a, a secret room, and the dog, like he walks in, the dog's like, so how'd that go? And he's like, how do you think it went? So they took their cat and ran screaming out of here. Yeah, I was glancing through that part. As and, you were and he's like, he's like, Doc, you got to start lying to people. <laughs> Can't tell everyone the truth. Thing that Strange has been good at. Yeah, so that was funny. But uh, so yeah, back to the spell thing. So Doc goes to meet this person by the name of Robert. That uh, he can only help him. And I don't know. Do you want? Have you have you had this spoiled? I just I just saw I just um looked at the last page. Yeah. So we realized that. The, mm-hmm. The last person that he went to go meet with, and they're not actually meeting in a uh, secluded place on top of a snowy mountain. It's in the person's mind, and this is where the drum roll and spoiler warning sounds would go off. But it's actually the Sentry. Oh, strange! Yeah, doesn't I, need I, Robert, I, Rob, whatever Robert, whatever his last name is. He needs the Sentry. Yeah. I so agree. How dare he bring the sentry back? <laughs> the I'm sitting here like the character no one asked for again. Right. I saw your note on it, and I was thinking, as I was saying, it's, it's clearly somebody like Mordo or somebody like that, or, or <laughs> you know, Nightmare or somebody. But then you know, we've seen them in, in previous issues, so that would that would. I wouldn't care if they were back. Yeah. So, um, wow, <laughs> which is also weird, um, because I was on. Uh, Marvel Unlimited like yesterday actually earlier this morning and for some strange reason I found myself flipping through you know just going down the the, the list of stuff and I was mm-hmm. getting through the, the Sentry stuff actually no it was on Comixology because they were going through because they have some um, Marvel stuff on on um, on the Unlimited and there was like Sentry versus blah 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 you know Sentry versus the Hulk and stuff like that on there I was like huh that's a weird thing to put on here yeah, like, I mean it's not weird, but I mean it's like you know, cares about this because he's just now uh, back. I wonder. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that was calculated. Or they just like because like yeah, we just have this stuff. They'd be like, oh, there's interest in him. Let's start pushing some of his older stories. I guess. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. But um, I'm like, I'm like, oh god, I hate. I well, I shouldn't say that. No, I. <laughs> I do say that. I didn't like the Sentry when he was in the Avengers. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Me either. So. I technically haven't read many stories with him, so. 
I remember reading a good. Actually, I wanted to go back and read that run because uh, that's like, was that Mighty? Yeah, with um, with uh, Luke and Carol and them and what and uh, what all that was, whatever. Um, oh, did Bendis oh. create him, or was he like a character that everyone had just forgotten about? Because I feel like they retconned him into continuity, right? I think they written they wrote him as a character that everybody like forgot about. Yeah, but. But I don't know who created them. I'm about to Google that in a second here. Yeah, no, right. Because we know there was a similar situation with Blue Marvel. And Except he actually existed before. Right. Like in the past. He actually was forgotten because no one just cared to do anything with him. Right. So I don't know. I'm like, fucking Sentry, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Robert Reynolds, by the way, is the name. Uh ah. First appearance, Fantastic Four, 64. Wow, okay. Fantastic Four, number 64. So he's been around, around a while. Yeah. So it sounds like uh, he was he was forgotten. Probably for good reason. Wait, who's writing this book? Um, Lanny Cates, okay. Friend of the show. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know if that was something he wanted to do or if that's like something Marvel was trying he said, to. He uh, said it was in his original pitch, right? Huh? At least he tweeted that out. He said he was surprised Marvel let him do it. Actually, I'm kind of not surprised Marvel let him do it, but uh, he seemed kind of open to crazy ideas. Now, well, and you got to think about it. Like in the last few years, they've been. Like we've seen a whole bunch of characters just kind of come out of the woodwork that we haven't seen. Yeah. So it's not, you know, it's not unheard of. And he probably pitched this like years ago, uh, like earlier in the uh, beginning of the year with how long it takes stuff to get made. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, this and uh, his Thanos run are off to a good start. Interesting. So, yeah, so now it becomes a curiosity because it's not like Sentry is a is any part of the well of the magic, you know, part of the Marvel Universe. So it's going to be interesting is to see what they're going to be doing with him or this is just like to put him back out there on the table. Yeah. Which is still kind of strange to do it here, you know. No, but I assume there that you know we'll we'll see where the story goes and see you know, what it has to do with Loki becoming. See, Loki come, becoming social supreme is is more interesting to me than them trying to bring Sentry back out. You know, so, yeah. I I don't know. That's weird. But then again, okay. So he was created by Paul Jenkins and Jay Lee. Hmm. I could see where you, where you would think he was a Bendis. Uh, where you would see he was where he I was. Feel a, like Bendis used him a lot. He did. Yeah, he was uh, in. Uh, he was either new. Yeah, it was New Avengers where where Bendis used him because that's where he brought um, brought Luke into the to the Avengers. Okay. So I like I do remember that run, that part of the run, and I need to go back. And, I want to go back and finish that run because I, I know it got to a certain point and then kind of fell off. Um, big slightly because Bendis, but because <laughs> Bendis, 
Because yeah, and matter of fact, yeah, because that's when we got like Spidey and Wolverine in on the Avengers. I'm like, really? Two people that they that they say it never would be on the well, not they didn't say that, but you know, it's been said in the past it would never be on the Avengers. But you know, that's just what it is. I, actually, Spidey that was probably the one because they've been courting that one for years and years. But the other two, like, I mean, the like Wolverine. Anyway, that's 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 that. Um, side note: Did you read Darkhawk last week? I did. What'd you think about it? It was cool. They, I can see him popping up in Guardians. Yeah, I thought about that. I, like after what they set up, I'm like, hmm. I'm like we don't know if we he's gonna get a book of his own. Actually, almost made me want to go back and read um, some of the old stuff if, if it's out there, which is weird because I never really cared for that character. That I was that, big. I was big into Darkhawk when he first launched. That was around the time I started reading comics too. Right. Yeah, and that kind of makes sense because he that the Darkhawk is very much a nineties ish <laughs> kind of character. Yeah. And that's when I kind of well, for one reason or another, kind of got out of comics for, you know, because <laughs> trying to get through school or whatever it may be. But that was just a ninety as nineties ass character, like Deadpool or whatever. Yeah. Now, I was just curious about that. So, I guess um, that aside, yeah, we got Sentry back in the, the freaking universe again. So, from that, um, let's do Darth Vader number nine. Shall we? Um, so, this is continuing with the whole... Um, Vader's on Coruscant. Well, Vader and the Inquisitors on are on uh, Coruscant at the Jedi Temple because they're trying to. Um, they're basically trying to grab all the knowledge from there. Uh, Jacosta New is there at the same time. Who's who is a Jedi who was uh, overseeing the the. She was basically the main librarian of the of the um, of the Jedi Temple. But she was also a Jedi. Uh, she's there because she um, she was there to get something. Just so happened to be at the same time, you know, that Vader and crew are there, and also the fact that they that they were looking for her. So it's kind of of a coincidence, quote unquote, that she just just so happened to be there. And uh, the thing was though that, as far as the Inquisitors know. They are after her to kill her, but the Emperor has Vader uh, trying to find her to save her because she has knowledge of um, she basically has knowledge of you know everything in the archives and she knows all the secrets that are that are pretty much um, in there. So that so they want her so they can get all the secrets from her, which yeah, it's, she's being a Jedi, that's not um probably wasn't gonna happen. So now we have this confrontation at the end of last issue where Jacosta in the midst of her um mission runs across the Grand Inquisitor who's in the archives just reading the books and, and reading, reading, reading. And he made a mistake in reading and tossed the book up. Tells toss the book away or a you know whatever they go for books in this universe. Um, I don't want to say holocron because it's not a holocron, but regardless, whatever the 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 uh, the tome was that he was reading, 
And as she was on her way out and she had enough. So that starts them fighting in this issue. And uh, Vader ends up coming in to stop the fight because of this, because of the fact that he's supposed to be there to, to save her, to get this knowledge unbeknownst to the Grand Inquisitor who gets knocked out. Um, and uh, Jocasta gets away. And in the midst of her getting away, she finds out that um, Vader was Anakin. And um, there aren't too many people, folks, who are alive that still know that uh, Vader is Anakin at this point in, in the story, which uh, we should uh, point out that this uh, this particular Darth Vader volume is right after Order 66, a.k.a. right after um, Revenge of the Sith happens, or shortly after it happens, I should say. So um, we don't know how long she's going to have this information or even if she's still going to be around that much longer because, like I said, most people who with that information has died in one form or another. So... Um, that's where we pretty much are in this book. But the one thing, oh no, hmm, typo, excuse me. Anyway, um, is it uh, Jocasta finds this out, and also this, which leads to uh, and also a confrontation between her and Vader that uh, ends up. S- that ends up um, bringing about a new weapon. So apparently she's, she's been stockpiling like knowledge and stuff in another place, but apparently there's some stuff in the archives such as this weapon, which if you, uh, if you catch the CB caps, um, um, Instagram account in the next day or so, I will have a picture of this up, but there is a weapon that gets shown here that I've never seen it before. And this is, a, what looks to be a rifle that um, that uh, is looks to be powered by a lightsaber that gets used in the course of her fighting uh, Vader. And I was like, I've never seen this weapon before. It's like, this is something clearly they just made up, but I wonder if it's going to come back into play somewhere, somewhere along the lines. Because as these as these comics get canon, so do the things that are that come up within them. Now, maybe this is something that's shown up someplace else in, in you know in, in the past that I don't know anything about. But this is my first time seeing it. But so I was kind of I don't know whether whether this weapon is probably this weapon probably doesn't have that much to do with the story or overall because everything I said prior to telling you guys this, you know has more bearing on it than that weapon. But I just thought that was something that just kind of struck out to me about this. So, so we still have this conversation, um, confrontation between Jagasta new and Vader, where it's going to go. We will have to see next issue because it kind of ended on, you know, uh, ended on a standoff of a sort. So, And that was that. You got something else for us? Or are we closing in on rapid fire? Yeah, let's we can rapid fire it because yeah. Yeah. Cause I've got like I got three more. Yeah. All right. 
Of this one. Uh, let's see. So my turns. Spider Man two thirty five. We spend more time with Uncle Aaron. Miles's uncle, aka the new Iron Spider, and his new Sinister Sit says they are doing a stakeout of t- to steal a uh, decommissioned Shield Hail carrier to sell on the black market and make themselves rich. And then uh, Miles goes out, does some superheroing in his regular street clothes, and then we discover a new power set for him. And he catches up with Bombshell, who lets him know that her mother is out of jail and she's scared to confront her because her mother wants her to go back into the mother-daughter superhero or villain business. And that's about it for that issue. Yeah, that was nice and quick. Nice. Um, that being the case, let's see. Kettle Prime Noble number seven for me then. Uh, so at the end of the last issue, um, Lorena Payne's plane gets, um, well, was, was about to be boarded, which happens in this issue by a couple of enhanced people looking to, um, take her out, but they didn't, I, or they may or may not have counted on the fact that, uh, Noble's wife, uh, Astrid was on the, uh, was on the plane and she's pretty badass. Because she held off two uh, enhanced people. She has no powers of her own, mind you. She's just badass and, and has got a lot of combat skills. Um, she holds them off. They, Her and Lorena escape the plane, um, which causes a midair flight, uh, well, a partial fight midair, but then, which leads to them escaping from these enhanced people getting someplace, but ends up meeting with them again when Noble and these and self and these enhanced um track them down to this one place. Um and then another like mini scuffle happens, which gets uh David, aka Noble, and his wife Astrid back together again at the end of the issue and seemingly fighting together, you know, like man and wife. So this was this was a pretty de- good um, action packed uh, uh, action packed uh, issue going on. And I'll move on to astonishing X Men number six, where Professor X is back, but not how you think. Hmm. So this is, I guess, the end of Act One is what they call it for this. Uh, so a special series where Charles Soule is writing and a different artist does the art on each issue. So Professor X has won his psychic plane or astral plane duel with the, um, I forget dude's name. Uh, Shadow King. Isn't it? Shadow King. I keep wanting to call him the Spider King because he's got like a spider lower half. Right, Shadow King. Um, and the X Men, Wolf, uh, Old Man Logan, and Gambit that were under his control are back free. Um, the city isn't bombed by the government, and Charles has kind of, I guess. Charles made a deal with the member of the X-Men that's present and 
It's kind of like the issue ends and he's in that person's body now. Okay. Yeah. Does it explain? Uh, Probably not. Okay. Whatever you're going to ask. Probably doesn't really explain anything. Okay. Well, that's, you know, because I was about to say, at, at last we knew about Charles Xavier. One, he was dead. Two, he was, uh, his brain patterns was in in the form of Red Skull. Oh, yeah, that answers none of that. Yeah. Huh. Of course. Sure. Okay. Well, yeah. move right along. <laughs> <laughs> but there's great art from Mike Del Mundo. Okay. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah that, 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 that's always great stuff there. Um... So last one for me is uh, Star Trek The Next Generation Mirror Broken number five. Uh, the gist of it is that uh, after the events of last issue where Picard and the crew steal the, successfully steal the Enterprise, but they meet, meet up with some resistance in the form of a couple of um, Terran Empire ships because they stole it. Uh, but also a bigger resistance with um, a bunch of Klingon and Kardashian ships uh, all coming up on them. And this issue is basically them try them and the other two ships that um, happily made it out of this, uh, the, the, the initial meeting, them trying to get away from them. Uh, you know, there's a plan is uh, put in place. The, sh- the ship gets separated because you know there is it's not uh, the Enterprise D if if there's not a source of separation and that happens, which is part of their plan, um, to which works out in, in some kind of way. I'm going to hate this, to see this book go because I've been in, I've been enjoying it. Um, I think this like got, it's got like one more issue left after this one, if I'm not mistaken. But um, it's been cool because it gives us a story that we haven't we have not seen. In this universe, more specifically, a mirror universe, uh, uh, a mirror universe story set in the next generation timeline, which never happened on TV. So it's been great. So if you are a fan, check it out. So done. And my final issue or comic is X Men Gold number seventeen. Uh, one thing really to say about this is old man Logan's back to wearing a spandex costume again. You mean which he complains about? Wait, old man Logan's wearing a costume? Yeah, because he's a member of X Men Gold. Right. Yeah. Because oh. they it... have to put a, they put these suits on to go to the negative zone. Oh right, that's still going. Yeah, and they interact with the locals there, and some other stuff happens. Nothing that like really jumps out. Has Excalibur shown up yet? That's in the annual that's coming up, I think, like next month. I thought, gonna, I thought this was, that was coming out of what was something being set up in this. I don't think it set. I don't think it. I don't think so. I think it just kind of like happens in that annual. Sure. They have to get together. Okay. Well, maybe I, re- I might have read that wrong then. Okay. Because I, I knew the annual was coming, but I thought I saw something that said something about. Um, I, I think it was this storyline was supposed to kind of. Or wait, maybe it was the storyline supposed to um, like change Kitty and a couple other people or something. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's supposed to happen. Yeah, it, it hasn't happened yet though. Gotcha. And I thought it was going to lead into that with like Excalibur, but maybe not. Okay. 
Because I guess, well, yeah, because I guess half that group is on the team. Well, yeah, part that's the reason they're doing the get together, I guess, in their annual, because right. half the team is already there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, cool. You've been enjoying it? Yeah. Well, eh, I'm going <laughs> to say uh, I like X-Men Blue a little better. Right. So. I mean, if if anything, they've the, the Xbox have been pretty nostalgic. Mm-hmm. It's more, I guess, more specifically this one because I know there's a, been a lot of like, okay, this person's back or this group's back, and like, hey, guess what? <laughs> a whole bunch of people and things that are that have made revisitations. So interesting. Okay. Which means they're trying, and then and going back to the '90s things, like, wait, aren't they like they? Yeah, you know, we just found out like last week they were getting like two more books, so that means it's going to be like five or something. Like four or five books we're gonna have an X X. Oh yeah, the X Men towers are gonna be a lot. Mm-hmm. X Men Red, Gold, Blue. Mm-hmm. So Weapon X, Generation X, All New Wolverine, Old Man Logan, Cable. So once again, it's the nineties all over again. Broken Gamut miniseries, Legion mm-hmm. miniseries, uh, the New Mutants miniseries they announced a week or so ago. Yeah, which makes sense come since the movie's coming. So yeah, yeah, a lot of TV show stuff getting like miniseries. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. So clips of the week. Hmm. <laughs> I know what mine is. It's Batman thirty six. I think I'm actually with you on that one. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, because that, I mean, like the, that, that mobile, that noble book was good, action packed and whatnot, and Black Lightning was good, and, and even Vader was actually pretty good, but those were like standardly good, you know, they were already consistently good anyway. Right. At, at least, um, noble and Vader, so, but yeah, definitely that Batman 36 for me. That's easy. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Plus, yeah, I read a Batman book, y'all. So, <laughs> if you keep it up now, ah, let's not get crazy. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll see where this two issue, two issue uh, thing goes. And well, actually, I did say because I said to say before the show started, with, uh, I was reading that um, that White Knight book, but that's like a mini uh, elsewhere's thing anyway. So, and I've been meaning to get started and get. Going on the Catalyst Prime line. So, yeah, so get going. And it just started another book like last week that I need to get in that I need to um that I need to read. And there's another book coming up. Uh I'm not sure when. So let's go to our first ad of the night. You got him up. Skull Candy. Let me tell you about Skull Candy. Skull Candy makes the best headphones, earbuds, and gaming headsets, all with lifetime warranties. Skull Candy produces many types of audio accessories, including headphones, sports earbuds, Xbox gaming headsets, PlayStation gaming headsets, DJ headphones, iPod headphones, and MP3 headphones. And now, for the listeners of Comic Book Chronicles, Skull Candy offers free standard shipping on your order. To help keep our podcast free, order from Skull Candy by going to cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then clicking on the Keep Our Podcast Free link. Click on the Skull Candy banner and then shop for high quality audio accessories with free standard shipping. 
skullcandyaudio through cspn.us. Do it today. Ching. <laughs> and now for the cinematic news of the week. And yes, I, I kind of missed the stinger that would happen before this, but that's all right. We'll be all right. Um, starting off, Patty Jenkins gives us a glimpse at her plans for Wonder Woman 2, which is not coming out until November 19th. But nevertheless, we are we, we're going to she kind of gave her some things she wanted to, to do in that one based off of uh, she had an interview with Variety and she kind of gave some gave some stuff going into that. Uh, let's see. Darkseid's original role in Dust's League as revealed by Kevin Smith. So apparently Kevin Smith was out there talking, I guess, I think on, on his podcast more than likely. Yes. Um, excuse me, that he was basically talking about Snyder, Zack Snyder's cut of the film. Um, and I guess he was privy to, to some of the script or whatever. So he kind of just goes into some stuff that probably could have happened that could have happened um during that cut which meant and i think we were talking about this last week uh, um which includes more dark side because we were talking if you listened to the show last week we we um kind of redid a dive into justice league the movie and we mentioned that the, there was no not much dark side being talked about and apparently he had a role um, let's see. Speaking of Justice League, Zack Snyder's film scenes with Superman's uh, black costume, which we thought we were going to see, but we did not. But I guess uh, deleted scenes will probably... They couldn't even get that right. <laughs> I know, right? Like, but as we said last week, you know, their trailers usually cut out some stuff, so it's not like we were going to see... Uh, this and that and other. So, but like again, there's a cut coming. I'm sure we will see some deleted scenes or something with that. But yeah, apparently he was going to have the black suit in. Um, it's a report that says Warner Brothers shaking up the D- DCEU leadership after lackluster Justice League performance. So as we said also last week, uh, Justice League uh, on the opening weekend didn't did all right. Didn't do. Um, oh, um, it did all right, but it didn't do well enough to sound like it didn't um, get close to making its money back or something, which is kind of shame. Like I said, Justice League wasn't a bad movie. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, I mean, and it could, and again, like at the time, we only had the the first week numbers. It could have, I don't know the numbers as of this point, uh, but according to this article that there's rumored to be some shakeup uh, high up with uh, like Jeff Johns's uh, involvement or wait, not Jeff Johns's uh, Zack Snyder's involvement in, in the uh, upcoming DC EU films going forward. Again, it is a report. So we don't know this, but it, you know, it's something that got put out there. Uh, Christopher Nolan says his, his Batman's film had one advantage over contemporary superhero movies. And I jokingly said before I even read this article, I was like, yeah, he had time and budget. And guess what? <laughs> and guess what? The, the reason it happened to be that he said, oh, no, yes, time and budget. Um, so 
yeah, he was speaking at BAFTA in, in London and kind of mentioned that. It's like, um, comment, he commented that his superhero friends with the last time such a big budget serialized production had what he called the luxury of time. Uh, that's the that's a privilege and a luxury that filmmakers aren't afforded anymore, says Nolan, quote unquote. Um, I think it was the last time that anyone was able to say to a story, I might do another one of these, but it might be four years. And sure enough, that's what happened with his films. So, yeah. Oh, the times they have changed. Um, Black Lightning, the CW series villain's debut in Origin uh, trailer. I still have not seen. Oh, maybe it's going to take it down. Uh, taken it down already. Yeah, right. I watched it. I feel like they even really show the villains that much. Right. So there was another. So there was also the other trailer from last week, which I don't think I still have seen yet um, for the show. But when's that debut, by the way? I should say January 16th. Okay. Yeah, January 16th. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) look forward to that. Uh, which I they are they still holding on to the fact that they're still not connected to the Arrowverse, right? Yeah, I think so. Mm, so, think. Well, yeah. Anyway, uh, Hellboy movie reboot set for early 2019 release. Uh, Stranger Things. Well, we already know who's playing Hellboy, so that's not so. Yeah, we just find out when the uh, the next the Hellboy reboot is going to be uh, January. 11th 2019 to be specific and will not be connected to the the last two movies which i still want to see golden circle i have not seen that i yeah i haven't either i've watched the first one i know golden circle has been on like a cable fairly recently but i keep missing it uh some interesting news that i thought uh, Kerry Washington and Rashida Jones team up on Goldie Vance film so Goldie Vance is a uh, boom is a boom book about a young girl. Uh, it's set in I don't know necessarily the time frame. It seems like a 60, late sixties era where she's kind of like a Nancy Drewish type um, little girl who who is work who lives at a resort with her dad who manages the place. Uh, but she's working with the 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 resorts detective to kind of do you know to to um, do the little detective work, and she's pretty bright and she's uh, gets she's pretty um, resourceful at the same time. It was a good book. I remember I was reading it. Um, it the book is no longer actually the book. I want to say it ended. I can't remember. Um, but it was cool. It was an all day all ages book, and it was it was a it was um it was a Nice, cool read. So if you get a chance to, uh, and if you are on Comixology Unlimited, you can go check out the first volume of Goldie Vance, which is there on Comixology Unlimited. Like I said, it's, it's a pretty neat book. Um, let's see. Next up, Riverdale's gothic uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch spinoff is coming to Netflix instead of the CW. For reasons. Yeah, I wrote an article about the reasons, but it was something. Oh, because uh, Warner Brothers gets to keep. Oh, wait, is it Warner Brothers? Yeah, uh, I think Warner Brothers get to keep the majority of the profits from it. Because if it was on CW, they had to split it with CBS. Makes sense. And since Riverdale's already on there, they didn't want to make that same trick stake twice. I right. guess. So, 
Yeah, I was going to remember if Archie had a deal with Netflix to do stuff like that, uh, to do something like that. But then again, I guess I'm, you know, that's not also not knowing how Netflix cuts their deals. So yeah, so but yeah, Sabrina is going to get a series on Netflix. No release date or casting announcements have been made about. And here's the title of it: "The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina." But so you know, it's probably more than like I, I'm going to assume. If the, the the title is saying anything, it's probably going to be more like um, the Afterlife with Archie version of Sabrina, hmm. as opposed to the fun loving teenage witch of the of the um, the TV show. Um, Fox sale picking up steam with Disney Comcast stops suitor. So yeah, the the rumors about uh, Fox and Disney merger is still ongoing and sound like. Comcast may have had their hat in the ring at the time of this of this um, writing, which was like a few days ago. But we sounds like a Disney Fox deal could be finalized as little as next week um, by reports. So I know there are a lot of people who are not fans of this deal uh, for whatever odd reason. And I kind of get it, but also kind of don't. <laughs> I mean, because let's face it, like Disney's already a gigantic near monopoly, and this is going further in that direction. Like the yeah, the X Men stuff they're going to get is kind of a side note as as to what they're going to gain in all of this. But um, whatever. If if it brings back uh, Fox back, I mean, if if Marvel gets the rights back to Marvel, I'm our to Fantastic Four and X-Men. I'm kind of still with it. Um, and on that note, um, Chris Evans pitches a Captain America Human Torch movie should Disney Fox deal happen. So as you as you may or may not... Yeah, I know, right? So as you may or may not know, Chris Evans have played both characters. So, of course, wh- why not? He could do like a, um, I think, the parent trap was actually mentioned. Um, actually, yeah. So Evans pitched an idea on Twitter, noting that he has a particular genre in mind for the film, and he, which he says, uh, so who do I talk to about a Cap Human Torch buddy comedy spinoff? Uh, which Evans tweeted, uh, I think planes, I'm thinking planes, trains, and automobiles meets parent trap, which that's a, that's a weird mix for one, a Cap and anybody movie, much less the Captain Human Torch. Yeah. So. And of course, you know, the thirst came out because <laughs> people on Twitter is like, hey, as long as we get more shoulders characters of them too, then fine. But now, here's my thing about this one. I'm like, we know there is another Human Torch out there. Yeah, he's um, going to be a bad guy in Black Panther. Yes, he is. And that is uh, Michael B. Jordan. So I... And I think uh, Evans is getting left out of all the fun. Yeah, like Evans's pitch was obviously, you know, self-serving—not necessarily self-serving, but um, it kind of was because he played both characters. I'm like, like, or you could have, um, you know, Michael B. do it with you. But yeah, I understand being that he played both characters. uh, That would be weird and interesting, I guess. But here's the thing about that: like, which so it would have to be. Like I don't even know why I'm even giving this more than than what we said already, but wouldn't have to be. Well, I guess his version was uh, Fantastic Four Human Torch, and not not 
Jim Hammond. So never mind what I was about to say. Uh, moving right along, <laughs> Disney may not be able to move its uh, Marvel series from Netflix, which I guess would make sense because I think that, I thought that was a deal that was set in stone. So I'm not sure, but I'm guessing uh, that may or may not be. The, well, I guess that may still be the case. So we all know that Disney's doing their streaming service uh, coming next year. So there's been the buzz about whether you know the Netflix stuff is going to move over there and not and sound like that may or may not be the case. Um, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, 2019, not next year, but regardless, we know it's coming. Uh, let's see. Iron Fist season two adds Star Wars, Star Trek's, excuse me. Uh, you get, you can get killed for saying that Star Trek's Alice Eve and Tim, you wrote this. I did. Yeah. So, so Star Trek Into Darkness's uh, Alice Eve has joined the, the second season of Marvel Iron Fist as a role we have no idea what. They were more than likely may not be any um, bra and panty scenes to speak of. <laughs> more than likely. And, and good on you with the restraint not to use that picture of her. In the, in no. The... Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which I was about to ask you a question about that, but that's a little inside baseball that we don't need to get into. Um, Quentin, here's a report. Quentin Tarantino pitched great idea, quote unquote, for next Star Trek movie, made direct. And I don't know how I feel about this. Actually, I kind of know how I feel about this, but I'm, 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 I don't know. So yeah, so there's been there's been some buzz about. Um, well, actually, yeah, Tar- Tarantino's out there saying that he had an idea for it. And actually, it sounds like it could very well happen. Because um, I thought I saw another article after this one um, to where like J.J. Abrams is going to produce, Ken Tarantino is going to do it, and it sounds like that could very well be, be happening. Supposedly, it's in the works. Yeah. I so, did the, I think I did that same article you were just talking about. Yeah. So that's a weird pairing. I still don't know how I feel about that, but it could be fine. I I don't want Kirk talking about if if MF and this and and <laughs> you know if MF and that, but I would like to believe that there's going to be some restraint. Who knows? Moving right along, um, Mark Hamill's named Sebastian Stan as contender for young Luke Skywalker. So there was we talked about this. I can't remember how long it was a few weeks but or go back where um Luke Mark Hamill went out on Twitter um uh, saying that Sebastian Stan was was the stun son and showed a picture of a, a young him along with Sebastian Stan and they do favor you know they do definitely favor from from those two pictures so uh Hamill was talking to some uh, he was on Good Morning America looks like um, and apparently, uh, Sebastian Stan had a message for, for, um, his dad, quote unquote, Mark Hamill talking about, um, uh, talking about whether he would want to see Stan as a, um, young Ham, young Luke Hamill said, you know, Hey, you know, he wouldn't need his help to get his role because it wasn't his choice to make. But at the same time, you know, he's definitely a contender for the role, which makes sense if because they, they, you know, they're doing all these other Star Trek movies, although 
technically New Hope and the like was his story. So it's not like we don't know Luke's, you know, we don't know the book of Luke's story. Like, yeah, they could do something before a New Hope, but sure. Anyway, um, that was that. I thought that was kind of kind of neat and amusing. Uh, let's see. The Last Jedi feeder features an alien version of Carrie Fisher's dog. So Gary uh, Fisher uh, may is apparently having a, a part in The Last Jedi, who that is an, an already an, an interesting looking dog as it is. As a matter of fact, if you're watching this picture, if you're watching the video, you can see a picture of uh, him in the background of this uh, of this picture. So, you know, Gary's already had his his own little celebrity leash niche leash niche on Instagram, uh, outside of uh, being Carrie Fisher's dog. So that's interesting. Uh, let's see, Catherine. Kathleen Kennedy wants to enlist Thor Ragnarok's uh, Taika Waititi for a Star Wars movie. You got some thoughts on that? Go for it. Yeah, I mean, kind of makes sense. Keep it in the family. <laughs> yeah. It should be at least a fun Star Wars movie. If you know? Anything like Ragnarok. Yeah, really. Uh, so, yeah, it says here that... Um, uh, he was speaking to News Hub. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy inform- informally offered YTT uh, a job helming a film in the Star Wars franchise. Um, she says that he, I think he has the, the, the right sensibility to be excited to see him step into the Marvel Universe and do such an amazing job. And and do such an amazing job with Thor? Wait, what? Either way. Oh, it was an exciting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I read that one wrong. But anyway, she was basically saying, "Hey, he did well with 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 the red knot." So yeah, that'd be interesting to see. There's nothing lined up, so right now it's just kind of out there. But we'll see going forward. Um, let's see. And I think we're getting down to the wire on. Yep, on cinematic news. And the next up, which this seems kind of cool, uh, Miss Marvel, Squirrel Girl, and more headline Marvel Rising Secret Warriors anim- animated film. So I think this just came out yesterday. And that Marvel uh, Entertainment is announcing Marvel Rising, a brand new multi-platform animation franchise starring the next generation of Marvel heroes set to launch in 2018. So basically there's going to be uh, a bunch of shorts spotlighting um, Spider-Gwen, and looks like uh, a few others. Uh, and apparently Spider-Gwen is getting a new moniker called Ghost Spider. I'm still going to call her Spider-Gwen, though. And introduces uh, audiences to the world of Marvel Rising. Uh, following the show, it's a feature-length animated film. Marvel Rising Secret Wars will premiere later that year. Uh, they already have the cast and voice acting. And uh, which will be, let's see. So we got Spider Gwen, who's going to be placed, who's going to be um, played by Dove Cameron, who we know is going to be on Agents of Shield next season. Um, Chloe Bennett from Agents of Shield uh, is playing Daisy Johnson, uh, also from Agents of Shield. Uh, Ming Na Wen is playing Hala. Uh, we won't go through this whole list, but but. Um, just that's just the name of a few, but we also have like characters like Inferno Exile, which is a character I don't know, 
Um, Kamala Khan, aka Miss Marvel, was going to be there. Uh, Doreen Green, uh, aka Squirrel Girl, who's also going to be played by Milena, Milana Vaintrup. Don't know if that New Warriors thing is going to happen. And America Chavez is going to be there, which is that's going to be dope. Um, Patriot, Glory Grant, uh, Captain Marvel, and George Stacy and Lockjaw and Tippy Toe because you can't obviously can't have some of those characters without them. So this is going to be kind of cool. Yeah, I wonder like where is it going to be released at? That is a good question. I don't think it says uh, there. I don't. Wait a minute. Does it say? Let me scroll down to the bottom. Uh, 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 uh. So yeah, the 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 Eric Randomowski, uh, Random Radom Radomski. Who's I know from um, Batman the animated series, Marguerite Scott. I know she's been going out there and she's uh, been writing those. And I don't know, I don't see where it says unless you have something on that. I don't. It, it just actually just popped in my mind just now. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem like it says when it's going to come out, but it just just uh, it says it's going to be next year. So look forward to that though. Oh, wait, subscribe to Marvel HQ on YouTube for full episodes. So it's going to be on the mm-hmm. Marvel HQ YouTube channel. Okay. Which I've been seeing a little bit more about that channel because I think they have like episodes of um, like Guardians, uh, some of their other animated stuff on there too, if I'm not mistaken. Still don't know when, but that's where you got to go f- to get these. So it's almost, I guess, this might be their version of CW Seeds until, until the Disney stuff happens. Yeah. So, anywho, um, I think uh, last couple of bits of news on the cinematic front. Uh, Sci-fi or Stiffy <laughs> releases the new Krypton teaser trailer. I don't know if anybody still cares. I don't think but, so. Yeah, but it's still coming, ladies and gents. So it is what it is. Um, DC's Titan series may be casting its Donna Troy. Um, a new character breakdown for DC's Titans suggests that uh, there's a Donna Troy that's going to be up in the mix. They, uh, let's see, this is also coming from oh, the hashtag show, wherever, wherever that is. Um, it says, looking for a female in the 20s, Caucasian or Latina or Middle Eastern or ethnically ambiguous, identified as Ruth Gibbs, undoubtedly the place uh for Donna Troy. So we'll see who they get for that. Let's see. Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow to share Monday time slot. So I don't know what that says about Legends for that to happen. Because normally when they switch, well, sometimes when they change shows to for other nights, because they go well, together, yeah, because Legend had its own night. But then again, they could be doing it for other reasons. It could not be saying much about the. The, the quality of Legends, because Legends has been a pretty decent show as far as the world. I know we've been doing all right for them. Um, but yeah, so they're going to pair them up with Supergirl. Maybe to bolster Supergirl, or maybe they're just like, they're just trying to get them out of the way for, for another thing. Who knows? I might say here, I just didn't didn't check it out. So, And it looks like that's going to happen next year. Uh, starting in February. When it comes back from break. Oh, okay. So it's because of um, Black Lightning. Oh, oh. finding a, pl- a place for Black Lightning. Okay. Right. 
which is that's still still kind of strange because you would think they would like say you would think Black Lightning wouldn't be the one they would place with an uh with one of the other shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it says here that Black Lightning. Okay, Black Lightning is taking place on the 16th, which we said before, but it's after The Flash. So, okay, so it's still, that still fits then. And I guess it kind of makes sure that that will come after The Flash because, you know, people are going to be around then too. So, there you go. That now it starts to make more sense, even though it's Black Lightning still has nothing to do with the rest of the shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it for the cinematic news. And now we are going into the comic news. And we start off with uh, Wonder Woman features the the return of the New Gods. Spoiler. Uh, I believe this was from... Did that come out last week? I believe. Yeah, that's old. Not old, but... Yeah. And I don't think anybody on on the panel has been been reading this. I know I've been... Weirdly enough, I've been picking them up, but I haven't written them. I I'm so far behind it in a book, I might need to just drop it. Or stop buying it because I haven't read a whole bunch. Either way, uh, something show, somebody shows up, and I think it's um, I don't know who this character is either way, so it doesn't kind of uh, something about Deep Six. So I don't know who the characters are, um, because I don't know anything about the, the new gods, so that's not really doing me any good to even look at that. Next up, Scott Collins returns to The Flash in 2018. Um, hmm? Oh. Yep. So in Flash uh, 38, Scott Collins is... I didn't know uh, he was a iconic Flash artist. I did not either. Um, but then again, you know, I've, I've not read much Flash in my, in my life, so... Uh, yeah, so Collins replaces Howard Porter on the issue on on Flash thirty eight, as I just said. Um, Porter was remi- re- previously removed from Flash thirty seven for some reason, and replaced by Scott McDonald. Did something happen to Howard Porter? Por- uh, Porter? I mean, changes like that kind of happen all the time, anyway. So true, but they said he was removed, and so that kind of denotes like something may have. Happen, unless that was that could be just the wording of this. Yeah, I can say it could just be the wording of the article, right? And not necessarily anything crazy happening. Yeah. Either way, yeah, Scott Collins is back. I'm sure people who know better are rejoicing. Um, let's see. Here's something weirdly interesting. Uh, Marvel is aiming to create the next serial starring Wolverine. Let this sink in for a second. That's kind of interesting, right? So this is a bunch. So this is a going to be a podcast series um, based on a younger version of Wolverine. That's going to be called um, Wolverine: The Long Night. It is going to be ten episodes, serialized story, and it will debut on Stitcher Premium in spring twenty eighteen as a part of a partnership between Marvel and Stitcher. Who's even still using Stitcher? I know, right? On it, but yeah. I know that many people are using it like that. Um, so yeah, so let's see. Richard Armitage is going to be voicing Logan. Uh, ben Benjamin Percy is writing these, and they're 
Trying to see if we got any more voice work here. So, and they give a little bit on what the story is going to be, but I'm not going to go into what that's going to be. Like I said, it sounds vaguely interesting. I never, I was not one of the ones to get into Serial. I did the first season of Serial was pretty good. Mm. So if they're doing something that's going to be similar to like, uh, like it with the Marvel spin on it, that's what kind of piqued my interest, I guess. I don't know. And probably not enough to do Stitch Premium, but hopefully we'll we'll. Well, it's supposed to after it starts. There's going to move to all the other. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, this article does say that that specific thing. Yeah, so it is basically a first come, and then it'll you know, it'll go to other podcast platforms in the fall, as it says here. So look out for that, I guess. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy title ending in January, but plans for something bigger. I know a uh, friend of the show, Matt Wayne's kind of bummed, was was uh, kind of bummed that uh, Guardians is ending. I'm about to say nothing ends because it's just going to be relaunched again, so there's no, no point to yeah. even think about it too hard. Basically, um, that is true. Which well, I was about. To, I was going to say they've been slowing down on, on the relaunches lately, but I don't know if that's actually true or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, Gary, Gary, D- Jerry Duggan went out there to to announce that um, it's ending the title after one fifty. Um, said it was ending due to a, a larger story he had planned, which means is this going to be the next big Marvel wide event or something? You know. Something else, but you know, it's going to be part of that whatever Infinity uh, out now. Yeah, not the quest. That's what's going on now. Infinity countdown, right? Probably. Yeah. In fact, this article says as much. Uh, and this, uh, one fifty. Yeah, one fifty one to cancel. We knew about that, but the um, but some of that stuff is going into Infinity Card Countdown. Adam Warlock number one. So. Mm. Infinity Countdown more than likely is going to be the, the the thing that Guardians is ending for. And there's a solicitation out there for 150 and the Infinity Countdown stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess another big Cosmic Marvel push. Like, um, it's weird to hear Infinity Countdown, even though I know that, that was used before the, the Avengers run, but that's, that's just a me thing. Um... Anyway, Puerto Rico Strong comic anthology coming in 2018. Um, this is coming from Lions Forge, and all proceeds will go to the Hurricane Maria recovery relief efforts. Um, this was announced recently at a at a at a library event, and it's got some uh, got some names. Um, Attached to it, and I'm looking to see when this is coming out. March of next year. So yeah, this is uh, going to be a thing. That's going. This is going to be an anthology that's going to help out Puerto Rico. So that's dope. good for them. I know, right? Um, and as I said, like I said, through Lions Forge. So I had to, I'm gonna check that out when that happens. Uh, IDW cancels G.I. Joe series early under controversial circumstances. So 
huh. The the short ish version of this that a uh, uh, weird that uh, so so GI Joe that's currently running was ending to go into another book called Scarlet Strike Force, um, which is out, which is not out, which is was going to start, which is going to start this month if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but apparently it's already been canceled after three issues because well it's weird reasons huh yeah there's uh having to do with the partially there so the writer arbory citizen got into a little hot water for saying some stuff uh they they coming around um oh as uh, agent 70 joins the call uh that's what he wait to hear for him to get himself situation off and finish the story up. But um, so story. So he got himself into a little trouble saying some some something around nine eleven that people that didn't sit too well with people. Um, then there's on the other side of this, there's apparently this YouTube slash Twitter page of uh, trolls, as I want to call them, called um, Truth and Diversity, who goes out of their way to uh the name would you would think would imply something different, but now they go out there and talk about how SJWs are ruining comics and this and that and the other. And um fans of this that site have been had a little vendetta against Citizen. And, and there's some speculation as the fact that that IDW may be canceling it because the group to satisfy this group. We don't know if that's the case or not, but they're saying uh, low sales, which is the standard the standard answer in situations anyway. So we don't necessarily know if it has nothing to do with any controversies around this group and 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 um, Aubrey Citizen, the the writer. I would go so far as to probably say yes, and that would be a bad form if that was the case. Again, we don't know. Um. We don't know if that's the case or not. Like I said, all we know there there was what their IGW is saying about this. So it's it's a weird situation. Um, but anyway, before we go any further, welcome Agent uh, Seventy. How's it going? I apologize for running stupendously late. A cat nap kind of turned into something a little bit more extensive. <laughs> that's the truth. That is the honest truth. I looked at my watch. I was like, it's what time? <laughs> Indeed. Well, I, we only have like a couple more um, news items yeah. to go. So if we, we, I don't know if we want to wrap back around to get into what you've been reading after that. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'll just, I'll just drop. Um, I'll, I'll take a look at what you guys uh, uh, read this week. And then I'll just drop a quick uh, click of the week and then we can wrap it up. I'm not going to make it linger. Okay, well, in that case, uh, let me get to these last couple, and that would be which one of these we already talked about earlier, and that would be Miles Morales unlocks a brand new power, uh, which Tim talked about when in his when he summed up uh, Spider Man two thirty five earlier. So we don't have to go back into that. Gotcha. Um, and the last story, actually, well, we'll wrap these two up together. So there's um, a 16-page Avengers No Surrender Free preview out there on Comixology, if you are so inclined, for the upcoming um, event, mini-event. Uh, you know, 
to to go into it. So you can go check that out on Comixology. Like I said, it's free. Um, and along with that, uh, Marvel Spoils Avengers No Surrender First Major Casualty. It was also written by Tim. That's me. Um, yep. <laughs> Spoiler word. So apparently, I well, I well, we talked about that earlier before before the show. So yeah, somebody I would argue so important to the Avengers lore uh, may not be around next year, <laughs> as, as the song goes. Sure. Um, and that's going to be a sad deal, even though we haven't really. Well, we have seen them around recently i'll say that and i'm not gonna spoil who it is but god damn it why (laughs) he's not a major character but still he's a character nonetheless and if if that is the case that's that's fucked up that's up i want to say and that concludes the well let me not say that yeah that concludes the news all righty um two quick questions one which ad did you guys read for the first round we did the um, skull, candy. skull candy. Skull candy. All right. So now I know. I now I know what I have to choose from, and um, I see that you guys read a nice chunk of books this week. I actually read. Um, you know, I I was out of uh, the office today doing something um, for family, and that's why I was completely exhausted and found myself eating super late. And took a nap super late and realized, wow, it is <laughs> it is past 11 Eastern. So uh, I apologize for coming on the show stupendously late. I see that you guys. Uh, you're going to be up. <laughs> I, I mean, Saturday, but I took tomorrow, but still. True, true. So I see that you guys read a lot. Same as I did. You covered a lot of what I did. Um, I see potential clicks of the week left and right. There's actually a decent amount of stuff um out this week uh that was pretty good i was very surprised by spirits of vengeance number three i like where this story is going yeah with, with the silver um that that's related to uh a uh, 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 you know uh, a new testament story we'll leave it at that um uh i'm still not 100 percent sure that uh darth vader number nine was out this week i think it's out next it week is. yeah I, we talked about it that's funny it's, it's out that's funny because i didn't get a physical copy um yeah i got one no no kidding no kidding so i guess i'll have to backtrack to my uh my my local comic shop to pick that up and um let's see just very quickly uh dr strange yeah damn it why is he back i like that um uh, batman number 36 was very very uh interesting to read because of the way it read because of the way it's told and i noticed that i might actually make this a unanimous at least for the three of us on the show this week click of the week um i think i'm gonna throw in my hat with that with batman number 36 okay and put that in uh as a click of the week and uh i again uh, i apologize for missing you know nine tenths of the show but at least i'm here to contribute and read the last ad for the night and the last ad for tonight is going to be for Wink, a personalized wine club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From Rosé to Cabernet to Toronto, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? 
Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your tastes and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member, and you can skip or cancel anytime. And now, the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink Wines through cspn.us. Do it today. Not going to lie, I, it was because of that uh, ad that I was curious about orange wines. <laughs> and I might end up trying it. Trying nice. Maybe not through Wink, because that's too much wine for anybody in this house. <laughs> the views expressed by uh, by at Roddy Cat are not the views of... Uh, uh, oh, I'm not saying it's not a good service, because that sounds like a good service. It's just sad that hey, we don't have, you know... That kind of consumption rate. Yeah. All righty. Make uh, sure to follow us on our individual Twitter accounts. I'm at Tim D at Tim D O G G nine eight and at C B Cron. Roddy Cat is at Roddy Cat and at News Nerds Need. And Agent Seventy is at Agent underscore seventy on Twitter and Instagram. And follow also our co-host when he's available to join us at PCN underscore dirt on Twitter and go to his website, popculturenetwork.com. And with that, we'll be back next week where I guess it'll be Friday and it'll be post Star Wars release date. Maybe we'll talk about that. Uh, We just might. (laughs) We just might. We are the Comic Chronicles, and we are signing. Oh, good evening. Hey. Would you believe it? it's, it's Doctor Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you.